Hello, and welcome to Talk with the Family. I'm Andy Jacks, and I'm so excited to have my guest here. Um, my guest today is Demetrius Brown, a longtime friend and brother, um, and I'm excited to have this conversation with him because I think it's really important for our men. Um, Demetrius Brown is a father. He um, has beautiful and wonderful children that he loves to pieces, and I'm sure he'll brag on <laughs> as we go on. Um, he's a mentor um, to the youth, to men, and, and um, who men who are looking to heal, men who are looking to um, grow, and men who are looking to live in a more honorable fashion. Um, He's a football coach to many of our area youth leagues, and he is the founder, which I'm most excited about, of our men's ministry called Men of Honor. Uh, it's a ministry that kind of desires to uplift men. Let me let me know if I'm wrong. Um, uplift and empower men from all walks of life. And um, I'm just really excited because we've known each other for so many years and I've watched him grow and he's watched me grow. And um, so I'm excited to have this conversation. Welcome, bro. Um, I'm so honored that you're here with us. Thank you for having me. Cover all of your amazing um, accomplishments. Absolutely. I was about to bluff over here if I wasn't already brown. <laughs> well, I wanted to um, just introduce our topic. I'm um, extremely excited because a lot of times when I talk on I'm speaking from the point of view of a as a mother. Um, and so it's important that we hear from our men and that we hear from fathers um, who are getting it right. So today's topic is aimed at healing the family, um, and it is called Fathers Can Nurture. Um, so I love this topic, um, and we're just going to kind of dive in. So um, I kind of want to get insight as a Black father, how do you feel about some of the stereotypes um, that are out there for Black fathers? Like they're absent, uninterested in their children's lives. Um, and they're, you know, pinned as the ones who complain about child support. Um, and we're seeing more and more uh, that that's inaccurate, it, that Black fathers are a part of their children's lives. And we can say that, um, financial gaps in families uh, from our culture creates a climate where fathers have to work longer hours and it doesn't allow them opportunity. So how do you think 
those stereotypes go? And also, how do you think a father can balance um, being a provider, but also being active? Um, that, you know, that's, that stereotype is something that's been going on for many years. And it's, it's a negativity that for some reason is portrayed upon our people for, um, for whatever reason. Um, the balancing act I had to, you know, figure out a few years ago myself from working up in Fairfax, um, working, you know, 12, you know, 14 hour days and, you know, missing, you know, missing time at home. And now, you know, it just, it took one time for my son, you know, to say, Hey dad, you know, um, you know, can you make it to this event? And, you know, dad, we don't really see you when he was staying up mm-hmm. late. Um, yeah. so, you know, it, it, it hurt. Um, so, um, you know, I had to come back, I, you know, for, for many reasons, I had to come back down, you know, down to our area down here in Fredericksburg. And, you know, just, you know, I had to take, I took a pay cut um, that I sacrificed because they were worth it in the long run. Um, yeah. The financial gain, you know, was, was nice while I was there, but when you're missing your children growing up, and I said, that, that's that stereotype that we get as black fathers. Like, I love my children to death. I tell mm-hmm. them every day I send them a, a text message every morning. Hey, I love you. Have a blessed day. Stay uplifted. And I remember um, when I used to take my children to school, you know, before this whole pandemic hit, um, before they would get out of the car, I would say, hey, daddy loves you. Go and pack the world. And I just mm. words as they were going to their classroom, go and pack the world. Yeah. You know, you you are powerful, you know, you know, beyond measure, you are more powerful than, you know, than what you know, because of the, like you said, like the, the stereotype that's given to black men is yeah. we're, we're angry, we're aggressive, we're, you know, we're overbearing, we're always disrespecting our women, which mm-hmm. is so far from the truth, because, you know, I came from the best example of what a black father is supposed to be. Yes, um, he did. You know, Terry, uh, God rest his soul, Terry Brown was the, the pillar Mm-hmm. Of, of what a black father is supposed to be, what a black husband is supposed to be, what a black mentor is supposed to be. Because he didn't just talk it, he walked it. Yeah. And it was his life. Yeah. It was. It was. And it is it is funny. Um I was talking to somebody the other day. Um I said, you know, if I was yeah, talking to um, somebody I work with, and I said, you remember when we grew up as kids? And I said, you know, we had all these black figures that were on TV, you know, from Family mm-hmm. Matters to The Cosby Show to Rock yeah. and Living Color, um, The Wayne Show. And I said, all these black fathers owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All black fathers had a black woman next to them and were mm-hmm. in their children's lives. Yeah. They were, yeah. They were promoting black colleges. Mm-hmm. So how did we get from that to where we are now? It's because it's like a it's a media driven thing where and I'm going to call it if people don't like it, it is what it is. White media has portrayed this image that as a black man, you can't provide for your family like you're supposed to. Yeah, yes, yeah, I agree. Can. Yes, we can. And we've been mm-hmm. doing it for years, but some of us don't need to be in the limelight to do it. Yeah. And that's what I was saying really about that financial gap that we have within cultures. You know, um, it's been proven, you know, black men, black women um, in general get get, uh, their salaries and pay is a heck of a lot less 
in other cultures. And so it causes us to be in these positions and predicaments where we do have to um, be home or we can't have um, maybe mom at home and and dad going off to work. And now I have truly been blessed to be able to, um, for the majority of my children's lives, been at home with them, uh, but it wasn't without struggle and it wasn't without lack. Um, And so, you know, it, it almost impugned upon me because I didn't expect my children to um, ask for the new Jordans and the new Playstations. And, you know, it just wasn't something that they did. But the things that they did ask for, oh, my goodness, like my daughter, she's a designer. She would ask for like the sewing machine, like a $400 sewing machine. And I was just like, well, what? <laughs> you know, or my son, every time you look up, there's a new instrument he wants to learn or a new instrument he wants to play. And so those aren't cheap. No. Um, and so it went, did not go without sacrifice. So I, I, I definitely agree that, um, you know, it is, a, it's, it's a harder pitch for dads um, of our, of our community. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I say. We get we get portrayed as this as this aggressive. Like I said, I n- I never forget um dropping my daughter off at at school one day, and she was like, "Daddy, my friends think you're scary." I said, "Why?" I said, "I didn't say nothing to anybody." She was like, "No, it's just the way that you look." I said, "No, it's the way that black fathers are portrayed. If we're mm-hmm. not smiling, we're not dancing, we're not doing music, then we're portrayed as intimidating or aggressive." And I said, "For me, baby, it's just that I'm." I'm watching, you know, I'm, um, I'm anticipating and, you know, it's, it's a bad way to say, but I'm always, I'm looking out for you just in case something would happen. So I'll smile, you know, I'll, I'll do something nice, you know, around it. But for the most part, you know, as, as a father, you always have to be and you know, sometimes it causes me to lose sleep, but you always have to think multiple steps ahead. Oh yeah. What's going on. So when I said, I told you, you look at my face, it's because I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. contemplating the next move. She was like, the next move of what? I was like, and I would tell her, the next move of life. Mm-hmm. I can't be stuck in that moment because life doesn't allow you to be stuck in that one moment for too long because every yeah. moment you stay there, life's moving passion, especially as a, like you said, as a black man, as a black community, as a black woman, we can't afford to be stuck in one spot because we're already multiple steps behind. Yes. Yes, that is true. That is true. You're 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 speaking nothing but truth, and it's 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 really sad because um, we don't want to have to teach our children those things. Not so early, you know. Like you don't want to have to crush, you know, our children's dreams and make them think, oh, if I don't work harder at this, or and we we have to um, give them this roadmap, but the roadmap shows them shows them being behind the race mm-hmm. and um and it's so hard as a parent you know uh, you know and so I embrace this conversation because it truly is um, a testament to us catching up and running the race and um and also killing stereotypes like you said tell your kids every single day you have the power to change the world there are so many things that like I'm still learning about black inventions things I'm still learning about um, black efforts and and things that are done that have been done within our community Mm -hmm. um that would definitely benefit our children knowing those things so that they realize that even though it looks like you're behind you have every opportunity to get ahead 
You have every opportunity to be the best, to drive harder, um, to be stronger, to be the best. Um, and just teaching them that balance. How do you do it in a healthy way where you don't lose yourself in this moment? You know, because it's like you said, how much peace do you have walking around thinking about the next moment and not enjoying the very moment you're in? It's like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is very hard. Yeah. My, yeah. My, and I, nothing. My, my girlfriend, she'll look at me. We, you know, we'll talk and through some days, she's like, you know, Jeeve, you know, you smile. You said, she said, you don't smile a lot sometimes. And sometimes I catch myself, you know, because I don't. And I, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I have to tell her, I said, you know, I said, baby, it's not because, you know, I'm not enjoying the moment with you. It's not because, you know, I don't love you and the things are going on. I said, but my mind is constantly thinking. Mm-hmm. It, like it has mm-hmm. perpetual motion. Mm-hmm. it's just the way that society has us depicted you know like we keep talking it's, it's just my mind is just it's constantly moving that's why i said i go to bed since maybe like one two o'clock in the morning don't know why mm-hmm. but i'm up because my mind yeah next move i gotta do yeah i gotta pay this especially as a you know as a as a i can't really say it it's because i'm in, i'm in a lovely relationship right now but I, i'll say single father as a single mm-hmm. father, we're not married uh yet we're not mm-hmm. um oh girl <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this, one, this one is definitely a keeper, She's definitely a keeper. <laughs> um but i just told her i said i think about the next move and i you know i told her to you know her knowing to her face and, you know i tell her all the time my biggest fear is is letting her down my biggest yeah. fear is you know as as a black man of course you know like we're saying as we're portrayed is not meeting those expectations and then she always said to me she said babe you know don't put that much pressure on yourself Nobody's perfect, but I know, as I said, as as a black man, we have to strive so much harder than you know. I'll say, as you know, as the white man does, we have to mm-hmm. fight so much harder because, again, like I say, we're the way we're portrayed, the opportunities, like you said, the opportunities that we're not given, the pay that we are are you know are given less. And I said, I'll give an opportunity. I'll give you an example. Um, working up in Fairfax was making good money. But you had counterparts that were of a lighter shade that were making more than mm-hmm. we were. Mm-hmm. And they were getting the week, the, you know, the days off that we were not allowed to get off. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking at them like, well, wait a minute. I'm doing what you do. I'm working just as hard as you are. Why are your feet kicked up? And why are you getting these days off that I'm not getting? Why are you getting more pay than I'm getting? Mm-hmm. Which it didn't make sense. So that's why I appreciated my supervisor that was up there that was also Black. Mm-hmm. his thing was promoting the black employees that were coming behind him. Like half of our staff on that part was African American. Mm, yeah, we had we had one guy. I, I'm not going to disrespect him. I don't know what ethnicity he was, so I don't no disrespect to him. I don't know what he was, but the mm-hmm. were African American descent because he hired African American people because he wanted to see us do better. Yeah, so I appreciate yeah. him a thousand percent for that. And it's it's still, you know, it kind of it still kind of plays into the stereotype of we want to see you do better. And it's just like, no, I can do better just because I'm great. You know, it's just like it's it's such a hard and, you know, that's definitely conversations that we're going to have to have on this, you know, on this podcast. But, um, you know, I definitely thank you for opening that portion up so that we can see it from, you know, the perception of a black man and, and what your struggles are and what your plight are mm-hmm. and how it plays into the role of actually what we're talking about. Because like you said, 
we, you know, we're thinking of the next thing. It's like we're we're planning for the universe and. And so it can feel like sometimes that the father has an absent moment, but really it's not the absent moment. It's like, how can I, how can my shoulders bear all of this? And how can I balance all of this, you know, taking care of being a provider and, and still taking a moment just to enjoy life, especially with your family and your children, you know? So, so we're going to talk about right now how Black fathers bond with their children. Um, I think that it, it's just as important as mothers, like there's bar none. Um, but how do you make sure that, okay, so with all the, you know, the things going on in the world mm-hmm. right now, um, you know, children are finding themselves struggling every day with mental health, anxiety, um, just just dealing with, with things of that nature can be kind of heavy and and foreboding for our children. So how can you make sure um, that your children feel like they can come to you and discuss anything, their needs, future plans, pains, um, and how can our fathers check on their children's mental health? For that one, it's, it's like, um, and I'm going to use my, uh, my queen's reference uh, that she likes to use. It's like you have to gauge the room, gauge the temperature of, of your children. And, you know, for each of my children, it's 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 different. Um, for my daughter, I'm not even going to. I'm going to keep it 100 percent real. I'm still learning. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm still learning because, you, as well as as you as you know, as as, mm-hmm. as a black man, you can't be overly aggressive with your with your future queen. You can't be. I yeah. you're a queen in the making. So I can't be over aggressive when I'm trying to talk to her or discipline her because I don't want her to get to the image of this is how a black man is going to treat me. He's going to be overly aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. That finding that balancing act of, look, I'm trying to give you your space, but I want you to understand you have to do that in the confines of the rules of this household that I have set that I am providing for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have your space, but respect my home. And with my sons, I can be more, I can be, um, I can be more aggressive, but nurturing in that aggression. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes sense, you can, you can, I can discipline you, but I can love you as I'm disciplining you. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's important that fathers know that discipline and, um, well, dis- discipline and punishment, you know, not just fathers, I'm sorry, but everyone knows that discipline and punishment is totally different. You know, discipline comes with guidance, comes with rearing, comes with ideas, comes with um, guidance to the next step, um, where punishment is finality. There's no conversation. There's no, um, let's open this up and talk about it. It's just, you messed up. I- I'm taking this away from you. And that's it. Whereas discipline, it opens up conversation because there can be a disciplining moment where later on you can, like you said, come back to your sons and still show them that love and support. And hey, look, yeah, you messed up. It's all right, dude, I messed up, but I love you. And I don't want to see you do this or I don't want to see you go this route, you know? So I, I completely agree. With your daughter, it's still, it's, you know, hey, look, good luck. <laughs> yeah, da- daughters are very different. Daughters are very different. Um, it's a different temperature with both of my daughters. Um, 
they've come from very different backgrounds. The journeys have been different. And so, yeah, I, I agree with um, your fiance. I'm going to say it. <laughs> no, I'm going to agree with your queen and say most definitely you have to gauge the room. Um, you know, I think sometimes fathers with all of the added stress of the day um, come home and it's like, I hear mom is upset because you did this, that, and the other. Well, we don't, I, I don't think it's exactly healthy to come through and be the disciplinarian all the time um, because that's all they're going to, yeah, that's all they're going to remember you for. It's weighing, yeah. And like I said, it's, 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 it's very heavy. And like I said, I never wanted to be, um, I never wanted to always be that heavy hand. And I was like, but she, she always says, she was like, uh, she said, babe, you like being the cool dad. <laughs> well you know you know yeah I like being a cool dad um like I said my my dad because like I said I just and I, I'm going to reference my father and with every breath that I, you know I have in my body um yeah my, my dad was that cool dad you know he was quiet he didn't really say much but when he spoke he spoke with authority and mm -hmm. like almost feel the house shake you know you know when he spoke but with with minds it's like I, I'm just going to give him a look. Mm, give him yeah. a look. He'd be like, I'm not here to play with you. Like mm -hmm. you to, my mother always said, reel it in. <laughs> yeah. Reel it in because you know you're you're getting too far. But it's to get to that point of, mm. of being, you know, that disciplinarian um and that aggressive, you know, that uh that that father in the household that you know that the kids need. With with my friends, mm -hmm. it's it's, uh, you know, I'll get on you, like you said, you know, that that room for discussion. What what yeah. did you do? And I want to know your train of thought while you were doing it so I can guide you. Mm -hmm. Say either, okay, I understand why you made this decision, but this may have been a better pathway. Case in point, my um my uh, my 12-year-old, he's 12 years now, Jesus, Lord have mercy, I got more gray hair. My 12-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> my 12-year-old, uh, little DJ. Um, he got into an incident with one of his friends at school and um, he called me. Well, you know, he called me um, on, on the school bus. You know, I'm not getting him in trouble. He's not in elementary school anymore, but he called me on the way home. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, Dad, did the school call you? And I said, yes. And uh, he said, OK, well, I just wanted to tell you what happened and why I did it. I said, OK, son, well, we can talk when you get back home because I know you're not supposed to have your phone on the bus. So, you know, we, he gets home and we start having a conversation. And I said, well, DJ, why did you do that? He said, well, you know, I didn't do what you taught me to do. And I said, what's that? Mm. He said, I didn't think. I acted. Yeah. I tell my mm -hmm. sons and I tell my children all the time, any fool can fight. Any fool can get angry and show aggression. But it takes a wise person to Think about the action that if I do this, B, C, and D come after A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I may be thinking, A, you know what? I'm going to do this, but I haven't thought the whole plan through. He yeah. said that I just, I didn't think. I just reacted and I'm sorry. Yeah. So I said for a kid in the, this time he was in the fifth grade, for a kid in the fifth grade to say, I didn't think. I'm sorry. I told my friend I'm sorry. I was mad in that moment. I did not think. Goes to the credit that we said that black a lot of black fathers don't get because we talk to our children. I don't want you to go to school yeah. and fight. That's not what you're doing for. Mm -hmm. You didn't learn. 
Right, they right. expect us to do. They expect us to fight, act like savages, act like animals, mm-hmm. you know, not get education, mm-hmm. walk around with your pants down all the time, disrespecting our black queens. No, no, no. Go to school. And the greatest compliments that I get from their teachers is when they say, you know what? Your children always say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Isn't that the greatest feeling? Isn't that like, that's so amazing. Um, And to me, the greatest feeling. Um, Like when I talk to my kids, teachers, like even if they're having trouble in school or, you know, with a a subject or a topic or something like something similar, my son, he uh, got into an altercation with this young man and it wasn't even an altercation in the school. It was at home. He ended it. He was like, mom, I'm just not going to deal with the boy no more. I'm just, I'm just done. And so, um, the guy's father ended up calling the school and made this big stink about it and was making it seem like my son was being aggressive and he was going to fight him and this, and the other. And um, the principal called me and was like, I knew that wasn't your son. <laughs> like, I knew it wasn't him. You know, and that was like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I felt good about that moment because I was like, yeah, you're right. That ain't my kid. My kid don't act like that. Um, and that's a good moment. That's a wonderful feeling to know that people know your kids in the community as respectful and um, resourceful young people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right about that. Like, we want to teach our kids common sense. I don't think that's something that's taught very commonly anymore <laughs> is common sense. Um, I, I, you know, I often talk to my kids about common sense. I'm like, open the picture up. And let's look at the whole thing. Let's not just look at one area because you don't get the whole glory of the picture. (laughs) You know, so let's just open the picture up. Let's look at it. Let's see the whole thing. And like you said, it's future planning. It's it's really that common sense piece that says, let me look a little further into this. Let me think of what the next step will look like Mm -hmm. um, and make my determination based upon that. That's just that's that's wisdom you know that's giving them wisdom so that's awesome that's what a lot of people you know and i said i tell mm-hmm. them i said um i said son you know what I, mean? I said even as even as a as a grown black man you know how I many instances that i said i tell them that i've had where you know i should have just you know cocked his right arm back and just you know you know i tell them i tell them i'm, I'm honest with them just chin check somebody mm-hmm. but i said i don't because I think of as a grown man, if I go out and I go ahead and start and I have an altercation with said gentleman, I'm leaving y'all in a compromisable position where there's nobody in the home. Yes, you can go, you can go yeah. to your mom's house at that moment, but say your mom's gone, your mom's not feeling well, and you're at, you're at my house, then there's no authority figure in the home because daddy made a stupid decision to get an altercation with another grown man mm-hmm. away from you. So now, again, I'm feeding into that stereotype of black men mm-hmm. don't know how to act in public. Mm-hmm. So he, mm-hmm. so I said, I have to think. I have to walk away. And that person may see that as a sign of weakness. But I said, I like mm-hmm. I told them, it takes more strength to walk away because you're hiding, you're holding in all that aggression. You're holding all that anger. You're cussing that person up and down in your brain. Like, and you know what I want to do to you right now, but I can't. can't. I don't want to feed into that stereotype of here's what black folks do to each other when they get angry in public. Here's what folks do to anybody when they're angry in public. 
So I said, I told him, I said, well, he said, Daddy, what do you do? I said, I'll look at you and smile. I said, mm-hmm. I'll look at you and smile. And I said, like my father told me too. He said, son, just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. Who cares yeah. what people think about you? Who cares? I right. told him at the end of the day. And I said, I tell people to, you know, I tell people this to the day I die. I don't, you know, and I said, Lord, forgive me. I don't sleep with you. I don't come home to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not your man. I'm not mm-hmm. your father. But mm-hmm. Your opinion of me does not matter. I mm-hmm. really do not care. So just walk away from that person. It's, yeah. it's, it's not worth it. Well, our community has always had to create this stigma of being strong um and you know that's that's definitely prevalent for black men within our community um it makes it seem that the men in our community can't be nurturing and caring because of that um and the ones that they love don't feel that attachment there's a sense of detachment because of the case in point we have to be strong we have to so if we are having emotions or we are feeling um having feelings, our feelings of intensity are either, in my mind, in our community, are either left or right. Mm-hmm. We're either angry or we're weeping or we're either exuberantly happy or we're like down in the muck and miry. And it it always tickles me because I say to my I say to my kids all the time, and I say to all all my kids, my grandkids, everybody, I'm like, there's a whole range of motion, emotions in between mm-hmm. that. There's not just happy and sad. There's not just angry. There's not just, those are the primary ones they teach us, but there's so many more um, emotions that can be felt, you know? Um, and it's important for us to teach our children those emotions and teach them those range of emotions so that they don't automatically default to anger or default to, um, I'm happy, you know? Um, teaching my kids even simple things like the difference between um, joy and happy is really, really huge because it's like joy is yours. It's your gift. It's something that is your possession, whereas happy is fleeting. And uh, being able to teach them that has taught them how to come outside of just feeling one way all the time. I'm angry or I'm mad, you know, it's like, especially, you know, Especially my my youngest son. My youngest son would get so angry when he was little that his eyes would turn like dark, dark green. And uh, I used to call him a Hulk because it was like, it was like one to a hundred with him. There was nothing in between. And so, (laughs) you know, so how do you as a father feel that you can teach not only your, your, I I think daughters kind of have it down a little better Mm -hmm. than sons. How do you think you get up? Teach your sons those in-between moments, those in-between emotions. I, I, I tell my sons all the time, I said, look, it's okay to show um, a form of weakness. It's okay to, you know, not be aggressive all the time. And I said, my, that's kind of like my youngest, I call him Baby Hawk. Um, I said, you, you can't fight over everything that happens to you in life because adversity is going to come at every angle. You be mm-hmm. mad at everything all the time I said that middle ground that's why I said, told my kids it's important to pray and to meditate over a lot of things so like you said so we're not mm. too angry we're not too sad yeah. we can find that middle ground on like those steps okay if I'm angry this is why I'm angry because this 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 and this happened to cause me to get to here but 
Mm-hmm. And I, but I also have to tell them at the same time, as a young black man in this community, and it's and it's sad to say, you have to walk out in the streets with a sort of aggression to you, because people will mm-hmm. take advantage of you because of the way you look. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. you, it's like that happy middle ground, like I said, that which teach yeah. our boys that it's okay to have a good heart really is yeah. okay that doesn't make you weak that doesn't make you soft that doesn't make you a punk it doesn't, it doesn't make you any of that it makes you it makes you a man it's okay to feel good and as a man and especially as a black man we're always taught to suppress that emotional side of us because we have to be strong we have to carry mm-hmm. like, that extra weight and you have to be that that provider. You have to be that, you know, that that defense in your house home. You have to be that. I call my, I tell my queen, I say, I, I walk around, I, I'm the security. Because, <laughs> because I, you have to be. Because you're, you're that, that moment of peace. And I, and I tell them, that's the moment that scares me. That moment where I feel like I relax is the moment. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to try to take advantage of you, and I'm going to be mad at myself because I relaxed for that one moment. Because I really isn't that so sad? That's so sad, and 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 it it also lends to like everybody's like, oh, black people eat unhealthy. That's why they're that way. No, we have high blood pressure. We have all of these simple things, which I'm sure some of it could definitely do with the way that we eat. But literally the things that we've eaten, they come from the ground. They come from the earth. They come from like literally our favorite foods are all things that are not that crazy, crazy unhealthy. I think that life's journey has made our our bodies um, have these reactions to sickness the way that they have because we walk around in this tense type of way all the time and we're teaching our kids that now it's like you've got to be on guard you've got to be this you've got to be that and it's just such a hard place trying to find that delicate balance um where we're teaching them strength but we're also teaching them vulnerability and you know and that is is a is a definite place that we need to, um, as a community, grow in. You know, it's okay to be strong, like you said. Yeah, be strong, be be smart, be you know, be proactive, be all of these things. But there's okay to have a vulnerable moment and to find their safe place to have that vulnerable moment, because we feel like there aren't very many safe places for us. We have to learn how to draw from the well of where we are safe, and so that's why it's so impactful to have conversations like this because we want our fathers to also be those places that are safe places for our kids. We want them to know that they don't always have to come in and be the hard-nosed guys. They can be the nurturers. They can be the ones who their kids come and cry on their shoulders. And dad will shed a tear too because he feels what they're feeling. And someone's hurt my baby. And so I'm showing them my vulnerable side as well. You know, that's... Yeah, it's just it's it's just a very delicate balance. Yeah, that's what my kids, I said I cry with you. I said I'm you know I'm okay with that. I've I've held yeah. my I've held my children plenty of times and cried with them. You know I've I've felt that pain, um, wanting to mm-hmm. protect them. And I and I said I was told them, I said when I feel like I couldn't protect you, it weighs heavily on me because like, so we're mm-hmm. supposed to be that protection. We're supposed to always mm-hmm. be there. 
And it, it just, to me, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's that sense of, of vulnerability to understand that mm-hmm. you cannot always be like when kids go to school, of course, we can't, we can't sit with them in class, you know, when they want to go out and play, even as much as we like to be like, look, go play, go do your own thing. But it's just, it's, it's, it's letting them go. And like you said, we said it's, it's instilling in them that be strong, be wise, be vulnerable. All in- yeah, all at the same time. And I said, if, if you're hurting, I'll hold you. I'll, I'll help you. You need to go to the hospital if something broke. What's going on? You need some medicine. You know, what What do you need? And I said, you know, especially as, as a Black father, we, we as moms, y'all, y'all are the more nurturing. I, that's 100% credit, especially mm. to the Black queen. Y'all are more nurturing. That is what y'all do. Have at it. <laughs> but as as a black father, and especially you know, in here being you know being a single black father, baby, forgive me. You know, I'm not single. I'm just saying that. But as a single black father in my household, <laughs> I have I have to be both. I have to be yeah. the nurturer. I have to be the disciplinarian, and you know, finding that that for me, I said for me too, just finding that balancing act of get on them now. Or don't get on them. And she'll say, she said, sometimes you're too soft on them because, you know, chores need to be done around the house. I'll just do it myself. I don't even feel mm-hmm. like bothering you. I don't feel like mm-hmm. asking you. I just, I'm just going to do it because I see it. And if I keep asking you and you don't do it, then I'm going to get mad. And when I get mad, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, there goes angry dad again, yelling and fussing. I don't want to yeah. be that person. I really don't want to be that person. I want to be kumbaya. My, and she said, maybe because you're a Libra. <laughs> you know the balancing scale you know mm. you're trying to be nice and you're, you're trying to keep the waters calm and good mm-hmm. but it's like I said with, 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 with them it's, it's that I'm going to love you love you love you until God takes the last breath out of my body I'm going to love you yes. always and forever but I have to, I have to prepare you for when. Like my my father told told my brother and I um, when we were in the room one day. You asked Terrence or Arch one day. I remember I never forget. He just up in a study, <laughs> and it was just like I mm-hmm. have to prepare you for when I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And you know how hard of a conversation that is to listen to your dad talk about when I'm not here. So, yeah. You know, oh, because yeah. <laughs> you, you're just looking at him like, well, you're always going to be here. I was, he's always going to be here, old man. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it was it was that preparation. And it's like I found myself having that same conversation with my children. I said, one day mm-hmm. you're going to wake up and I'm not going to be here. And I said, it's my job yeah. to prepare you for when I'm not here. Awesome. Physically, mm, yeah. emotionally, and spiritually, prepare you for when God says it's time to come home. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I have to. And you know, my course, you know, they got a little emotional. They said, "Dad, you always be here. Dad, you always do this." And I said, mm-hmm. "No." I said, "Like you know, my dad knew one day we all have to go home." Yeah. And as a black father, he was preparing his sons, his young black kings, the making 
to make an impact on the world when he was not here. And I never forget. My father would say, he was like, you are the legacy I leave this world. Mm. And it was right. And I said, and as black men, we have to, and I said, I know know plenty of them do, but as black men, we have to understand our children are the legacy that we're going to leave this world. And what they do in the world reflects who we are as a man. If, True. If your children True. are out here causing havoc in the neighborhood, disrespecting their mother, disrespecting the woman that they're with, calling her all types of names except for her own, then that's a reflection of who you are as a man. And any real father mm-hmm. that weighs heavily on your heart and on your spirit and on your mind. What are my children going yeah. to do when I'm not around? What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm not here now. Am I going to be able to see? You know, we all believe. I don't believe in spirits, and I know my dad's watching this. But when we're gone and we can't physically see you, we can't physically touch you, we can't physically correct you. What are you doing? What language are you using? Are you calling the woman the B word? Mm. Are you calling her? You know, what are you doing? Are you calling? Are you calling her your queen and uplifting her? Are you? I think go go for it no I just I think that's so amazing that even though you know you're starting that now you know that queenship that royalty that lineage of of um of royalty in your family where there is this um when people think of queens when people think of kings they think of royalty they think of um of uh, regalness, they think of respect, they think of honor and character. And so continuing to speak that into our children, people say it sometimes just to say it, like they're just like, oh, this is my little prince, this is my, but literally you're speaking into them, regalness, royalty, honor. And, um, you know, I watch, like sometimes I've watched shows where I've seen like parents um, call their children like craziness. And I'm just like, why would you say that to your you know, your child, why would you pour that into them? And so I just love to hear um, you consistently referring to your children as royalty, referring to your future queen um, uh, in your, as, a, as a wife, as your queen, and not as just like, oh, this is my girlfriend. This is just, this is my queen. This is someone that I honor and I love and I respect and um, show adoration to. And so I salute you for that because that's that's definitely pretty cool. She she, is that. Um, she she knows that. That's what and I and I tell her, um, I tell her all the time. I say, you know, even when I speak to her in the morning, I say, "Good morning, my beautiful queen." I don't say my beautiful girlfriend, my beautiful, my mm. beautiful queen, because to me, yeah, she's my queen. It is like, and I told her, I said, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I was listening to one of the motivational speakers. He was like. When you find your queen, not your girlfriend, not some woman, when you find a queen, that's what you treat her as. That's what you respect her as. And with with her, I found a queen because of the way mm. she motivates yeah. me, the way she encourages me, the way she mm. pushes me, the way she calls me out on my mess when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Because, babe, you mm-hmm. know what you need to do Go do it. Mm-hmm. 
and you're laying something foundationally down for your for your children, not your sons, not just your daughter. You're laying something foundationally for your children. And like you said, you're they are looking at um, what dad is laying down as the foundation of something that is true, something that is um, creating our kingdom, you know, with the person that we are with. Um, that's just it, it, it's just necessary. It's necessary for us to reprogram ourselves in the community so that we can teach our children these things, that we can give them the tools that they need and that are necessary to walk in royalty as opposed to walking into what media mainstream or or not mainstream says about them. Um, And that's so, so important. And and then I'm going to roll into this, Mm -hmm. this last section because I really want to hear your ideas on this. And I really want you to introduce men of men of honor in um, a more formal way to us. Um, so fatherhood, uh, you know, uh, it's challenging. Uh, we've gone through that. There's stereotypes. We've gone through that. Negative stigmas. We've gone through that. Um, but I, I believe a, a support system is really necessary within our community. Um, and a support system has the ability to change uh, the future generations of fathers. Uh, there needs to be a safe place where fathers can learn and glean from one another. Um, what do you see uh, as changes that are need, needed in our community for better structural uh, support for fathers and their ability to feel more free in nurturing their children? And is that something that Men of Honor will be Men of addressing? Honor is, is addressed to those, everything that you just said. Um, with with men of honor, it's it's giving men an outlet to speak about frustrations that ha- you're going on, not only in your personal life, you know, uh, you know, in your work life. It's it's a place where you can come and you know express how you're feeling. Because it come where you can come get a word. Because a father may if father one father is going to see it differently than another one. I may be going through. Mm-hmm. I may have already gone through what you're going through. So I give you a different word mm-hmm. that you may not have heard in your home. Um, and he said, we had a lot of times in our, in our own culture have gotten away from that village mentality. So, mm-hmm. Don't go too deep into that. <laughs> I got something good. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. We have gotten away from that, that, that village because we want to say, you don't get to talk to my child this way because, yes, that is your child. And I 100% agree. If somebody disrespectfully talking to your child or this, trying to discipline them, absolutely, it is your right as that parent to step in. But if you're not around and they're just constructively, you know, correcting your child, let that village help you so our children are not in that prison system that we, our people seem to be redundantly repeating year after year after year. We are tired of seeing our yeah. young black men on the street corners with, again, with their pants hanging down, a nine in their pocket thinking it's cool with your small shirt on and skinny jeans. I don't want to see that. That's not, that's not mm-hmm. what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. My young queen, put some more clothes on. Why, mm-hmm. why are you pregnant in middle yeah. school? Where's everybody mm-hmm. at? Mm-hmm. But it goes back to that thing yeah. of, like you said, we're having to work more longer hours. We're having to work harder. We're having to do more. Men of yeah. Honor, and the, the vision I have and I'm trying to do with it is 
to get and reach out to every community that I can. It's to reach out to the to the churches. It's to reach out to the community centers. It's to reach out to the neighborhoods. Reach out to the pastors. Pastors, wife, like, what can we do as an overall culture to take back our communities? What can we do to take back our people? Yeah. What can we do to take back our children? Because we're losing Beautiful. a battle that nobody wants to stand at the forefront of and say, hey, 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 don't do that. It's okay mm-hmm. to be smart and black. It's okay. As my father yeah. always tell me, the two things my, I remember my dad always, he used to say, and I used to laugh at all the time. He said, Demetrius, nobody likes a dumb jock. You can be as talented <laughs> as you want to be. As a black man, that's cool. No woman wants a dumb jock. And he said, don't don't use your he said, yeah. use your head for more than just a hat rack. And I was looking like, what does yeah. that mean? That means think, young black man. Think. Think about what you're yeah. doing. So I said, with, with, with men of honor, and I said, I, I I do pray that this message gets out more people, you know, come and support not only your channel, sis, come support the men of honor because mm-hmm. we're here to help. Like I'm I'm here anywhere I can just to help. To show it's okay to be to show to show a softer side as as a man. It's okay to hug your children. It's okay to kiss them. It's okay to play video games with your kids. It's okay. It's okay to get ice cream with them. It's it's okay to sit down and watch cartoons with your kids. It's okay. And the, the men of honor community, and I said, really, I said, I'm just I'm trying to really instill in the people that ended that. You know, with with the wisdom that you know God has given us, with the people that are you know that I'm trying to assemble with this with this um with this ministry, is we are here to to lend a helping hand. We're here to give back in a positive way. Like I want to, you know, have cookouts. I want to have get-togethers. I want to have basketball tournaments. I want to have you know video game tournaments. I want to you know you know, the boys to, you know, to get to know each other and not in just a, a sporting, you know, complex way that, hey, let's hang out. Let's talk. What are your interests? What books, what books do you like to read? Not what video game be like. <laughs> oh, can we, can we say it? That is the one thing that blows my mind. It drives me absolutely crazy. I know that our people can sing, can act, can dance, can play sports. But can we pour some more into these children? Your sons, your daughters do not have to just play sports. They don't have to just sing. They don't have to just be on screens and names in lights to be successful. Success is measured in so many ways. And I just want to see our community tap into those things. You know, I want to see our community do some of those things. And so I'm excited with you, you know, that I'm with you to help in any way. I have lots of, you know, hands in the in different pots right now that I think would definitely help Men of Honor really kick off and really grow um, in a, in a salacious way. I would really like to, you know, of course, we're going to talk some more and and getting our community together. Um, 
But um, as we end here, I just want you to just please let our family know where they can reach out to you, uh, get some more information on Men of Honor. How can they connect with you through social media? Um, give us some information so that um, they'll be able to uh, meet up with you. Absolutely. You can find me on, um, on Instagram. Uh, it's truth, of course, and just let letter be um, told um four and that's my instagram name um my facebook name is don't think i'm conceited is that uh, <laughs> it's demetrius <laughs> mr carolina brown um because i would tell you I, look i bleed carolina blue i know my reach is from my roots is from louisiana um but i, I, I bleed carolina blue <laughs> um and of course the uh the pages <laughs> is men and men and women of honor ministries because again it's not just about the black men it's you know it's not it's it's about yes. the black women as well it's about it's about our community. Well, yeah. I said it's, it's about giving back. So, like I said, we we can't do it without y'all. We are not here without y'all. So, a king is not made yeah. really a king without his queen. So, yeah, we, we need y'all. So, yeah, men and men and women of honor ministries. Demetrius, Mr. Carolina Brown on Facebook, and Truth Be Told, uh, four on Instagram. That's how you can reach out to me. We want to thank you again, Demetrius. This was amazing. Fathers can nurture. You heard it here. You heard it on uh, Talk with the Family. I'm so excited once again that we've had this conversation with you, family. They're so excited about continuing to heal and grow and glow within our community. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out to Demetrius. As you see, he is very knowledgeable, wealth of knowledge. And once again, thank you, bro, for coming on and, and just Absolutely. speaking with the family Absolutely. Thanks today. for having me. Shout out to you and your channel. I said much love and support. Thank you.